0: Happy Monday, Wildcat fans, and thanks for making this your first listen of the day. The show is brought to you by FanDuel. Arizona football takes care of business against UTEP, and they cover a lot of the ground that we had been talking about all week with a few little underreported aspects. Let's talk about it here on Locked on Wildcats. You are locked on Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, Wildcat fans, and thanks for making this your first listen today. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we talked all week all week about what Arizona needed to do in this game against UTEP, because quite frankly, I think that we all knew that Arizona was going to win this game, but there needed to be, it needed to be done in a certain, uh, in a certain mantra in that, First and foremost, no more turnovers um, by Jaden Delora. Jaden Delora was able to uh, do that. We're going to get to a lot of that. And Arizona defense needed to continue to step up right there. And uh, again, a bunch of different things that were really, really good for the Wildcats. But first and foremost, this defense. Again, I know I sound like a broken record. I don't care because this record is going to continue to play throughout the week. This defense is a little bit different than we're used to seeing here at the University of Arizona. And not only is a little bit different, it is significantly different. And a big reason why is that they are just more, they are just bigger and they are more athletic up front. Now, again, I'm not going to say that this is going to be your, you know, your 1987 New York Giants where you got four pro bowl or you got four pro bowlers. And then by the way, oh, you got Lawrence Taylor coming off the edge. It's not that, but this defense, though, is a lot different now than what we've seen in previous years, and that starts up front with the big guys. And there was a lot to like on this. There was a lot to like in this avenue. And the first thing that I think that we have to be pretty excited about, too, is the push that this team got defensively from the tackles and from the ends. We're going to get to the ends there in a second, But we've talked all week about, and pretty much all season, about Big Bill Norton, our guy. Big Bill Norton's not going to ever be the dude that's going to get a ton of sacks, but he's also going to be the guy who will take up some blockers, and um, you will know, you will feel his presence out there because he is Big Bill Norton. Now, a couple other things, though, that you got to keep in mind as well. Not just Big Bill Norton, but... The, uh, you've also got Tai Tai Lele and Tyler Manoa. We're going to talk about both these dudes in uh, length or in great detail right here. Uh, uh, excuse me. Um, when you're dealing with Manoa, the first thing you got to know about him too, is that he is another dude who's huge, probably a little bit miscast how he was used at the, uh, how he was used at the university of, or excuse me at, uh, uh, at UCLA. But you know What? doesn't matter because he is now here at the University of Arizona and he is making plays out there. Not only is he making plays, he's also making uh he's also pushing the pile, so to speak, and that was never more evident than in this game. Um, you know, I think a lot of people were wondering was he going to be able to be that defensive tackle that you know, you were able to kind of just ride with right there that you knew going into each game that not only would he maybe not he might not just get tackles for loss per se, but would he be able to take up enough blockers? Would he be able to do this? Would he be able to do that? And I think that's a lot of the questions that we have to, you know, got to figure out. And a big, big part of that, like I said, is having the kind of bodies that you are able to rotate across the board. And again, what we, what you saw right there was Manoa, who is probably the best defensive tackle all throughout camp. Um, and I think people were making, uh, hoping that that was going to show up in games and yes, it showed up in games and not only did it show up in games, it showed up big time out there. And I think that was what was exciting to see for a lot of us folks out there that wanted to see that. Um, and then next to him, a guy that we just have to be able to say right now is that dude is Tai Ty tai now, again, another guy out of Bishop Alamani. Bishop Alamany has been very, very good to the University of Arizona, by the way. Uh, you got Rhino. You got Kevin Green. You got Ephesians sock You got a lot of different dudes that have come from there. And this is another guy that just kind of fits into what Arizona's trying to do. And when I say he's trying to, he fits into what Arizona's trying to do, I'm saying exactly that. He fits into what Arizona's trying to do. Um, big dude. Uh, big guy, but he just some guys just have a knack for being able to get after the ball carrier and to get into the backfield, and that certainly seems to be where Ty-Ty is now. We've talked about a great deal about this coaching staff and their ability to be able to evaluate talent. And I don't know that there's a better example of it than Uyaga Lele, because quite frankly, Uyaga Lele should have been recruited at a much higher level than he was, and but he wasn't. And we will absolutely take that here. He has been, uh, he's kind of been a consistent force all all offseason, or excuse me, all year, being able to get into the backfield. Like I said, getting up, causing some problems. But those two guys right there, along with Tia Savella, Another four-star kid out of UCLA. We will continue to take all of UCLA's players right there. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, And, again, Tia Sabella, another one of those guys, was able to get his first sack here at Arizona. Those three guys, and we didn't even mention Big Bill Norton. Again, we're going to talk about these guys a lot in the next show, but these all across the board right there were exactly what you were looking for. And I think from an Arizona perspective, you're you're ecstatic about what you saw right there from those four defensive tackles. And you're able to move things in. You're able to move things around. And I think that's also what's exciting about the University of Arizona and these defensive tackles right there. Then, You got at the defensive end position right here. It's been a little bit different, I think. I think a lot of people were hoping that Deuce Davis was going to be that guy. We're still very high on Deuce Davis on this show. But, again, sometimes uh, it takes just – some guys take a little bit longer to develop than others. And, again, he's still a thin guy. Still got to continue to work with T.O. But he's going to get there. Going to get there. But right now you got Taylor Upshaw in his fifth year in college – sack and a half this year, I think that, uh, it's probably fair to say that he is going to lead this team in sacks. And I don't know that it's going to, you know, that he'll ever approach double figures, but I think he's probably going to be somewhere around you know, seven, eight sacks. And that's what you wanted for with Hunter Eccles. We talked about it, that Hunter Eccles, um, was always going to be the kind of the, uh, kind of just the, the, the line that you want there for somebody that you can get as a grad transfer coming from another good school. Um, Eccles was able to do that this past year at Arizona. Not only was he able to do it, he was able to do that. and He was able to be an impactful player as he did it. That's what was exciting about Eccles. And I think that's also, quite frankly, I think that's what's exciting about the possibilities that we have right here for uh, uh, Taylor Upshaw. Upshaw, again, this is his one year here in school, so he's going to be able to, you know, he's going to have to make it work, but I do think that there's the possibility for him to be able to do that. All right. Now, let's talk first, though, and we're going to get back to this defensive line, then JDL, but BetterHelp. All right. BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. All right. Check it out. Have you ever been uh, have you ever been studying or trying to get ready for something and you just weren't quite able to get to uh, you weren't quite able to focus, you weren't quite able to get to sleep, whatever the case may be. Betterhelp.com slash locked on is here for you and and here. Here's the great thing about it: when you sign up for it, you can get ten percent off. Again, if it sounds too good to be true, it's not. Check out BetterHelp.com/slash locked on. Again, get ten percent off. They are here to help you, whether that uh, is in, whether that's you know where you're trying to. Uh, you know where you're trying to where you're falling where you're falling asleep you need to be able to continue to study you need to be able to do what you need better help has heard you they know there are people out there like you and they are here to help you achieve the goals that you need and stay focused at the same time that's called better help for a reason check it out all right we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back with you we're going to continue to talk about this D line a little bit and then move over to the linebackers and then get to JDL Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, uh, again, we got talked about Taylor Upshaw. Taylor Upshaw has been absolutely great for Arizona so far. Um, Isaiah Ward on the other end, another guy, kind of thin, but you know that that, uh, Tyler Owens, the great Tyler Owens, is salivating knowing what uh, Isaiah Ward's going to look like when he's done with them. I think a lot of us are excited to see what that is. But the D line, when you're able to the D line, when you're able to put 11 different guys or 10 different guys out there on the D line, that's something that Arizona has not had. Um, and not only is Arizona not had that, Arizona hasn't had any semblance of that right there. And not only has not Arizona not had any semblance of that, it hasn't been anything that you've been able to get to or even be close to. And I think that's, what's exciting for Arizona fans. Again, tomorrow we're going to go grill all in depth around the entire, uh, the entire, um, uh, excuse me, the entire defensive, uh, uh, defensive backfield and in the linebackers as well. Um, but there's a lot to like right there, but we need to talk about JDL. JDL is the man of the hour right here. And, uh, He's got a ton of talent he can move around athletically he can do everything you want and I think that's why people were asking just be able to just be able to get what you need to be able to do out there um, because you've got the players around you you've got the players that can make up for a multitude of sins right there and not only a multitude of sins the players who are able to uh, the players who are able to, um, you know, let's just be honest here. The guys who are able to just kind of get out there and uh, uh, you throw it up to them, and you're uh, they're able to come down with it. You don't need to be Superman. And I know that JDL is a very talented guy. He, uh, I think, he always wants to make plays, but. You know, it is going to be a little bit, uh, I think it's a little bit of a uh, just got to trust your team right there. You got players around you that are there to help you. Let them help you out there, JDL, because again, they are there for you. They're for the people, by the people on this uh, on this wide receiver unit. And more so than anything, this is a, uh, you're good enough. You don't need to force the action. I think a lot of times you get quarterbacks that say, I got to force the action. I got to make something happen. Nope, you don't. This team is better. They got a better margin for error. Now a margin for error that we haven't seen from wildcat teams in a while. And not only a margin for error that we haven't seen from wildcat teams for a while, but the kind of margin for error that, um, I think is it's fair to say is a reflection of Jed fish and this coaching staff and what they've been able to do. And you saw it out there with these pass catchers. These are next level guys right there. Uh, Ketaroa McMillan is going to play in the, uh, he's going to play in the NFL and not only is he going to play in the NFL, he's going to be a first round pick. Um, Some of the catches that he's able to make as the quote unquote catch radius, which is a term that has definitely taken off with a lot of people. his catch radius is next level. And not only is it next level, it's, something you generally don't see a ton of, especially at Arizona. Our good buddy, Anthony Gimino wrote an article about how we really haven't seen somebody like that here at the U of A. And you know what? Every now and then Anthony gets something right. Anthony got this one, right? We haven't seen anybody like this at the U of A. It is unique. And not only is it unique, it's uh, something that I think we can't really take for granted here as well, because it would be easy to just say, well, you know, uh, Arizona is, uh, um Arizona is kind of in the spot right now where they can um you know you can make some plays but uh you know do you uh do you have that those guys all the way around yes because the other guy who's not even as good which is crazy to say is Jacob Cowing Jacob Cowing another thing that uh, uh AG said is that his acceleration in that first 5 to 10 yards is unlike anything you generally see here at the U of A um he's going to play in the NFL Probably going to be a slot dude, but he's uh, another guy. And then along with Montana Lamonius Craig, um, this is a uh, this is a uh, this is a team that I think you watch and you say that this is a better team than I think a lot of people think. A lot of people probably expect out there. Um, and then uh, looking at that tight end, or excuse me, at those uh, that offensive line spot, and we're going to kind of dovetail into the linebacker or running backs here in a second. These dudes can play, man. Jordan Morgan's what a first-round pick at tackle's supposed to look like. He is going to be, I don't know if he's a first-round pick or a second-round, but he's going to be one of those two right there. You can take that one to the bank. Jonas Savanea, you don't have even have to worry about day two because barring injury, he's going to be called on day one. That's how good Jonas Savanea is. And then... On the inside, you got Mo, you got Polito. hopefully back this week. With, that would be very nice. You got Josh Baker in there. And then you're getting a little bit of depth right there. You got Borjan, you got Lange, you got our guy Leif Magnussen as well. And keep in mind, all the dudes that are you're building depth with, from Elijah Payne to, um, uh, to Rhino, a lot of players in there to be very, very comfortable with. And that's, again, that's where with JDO, you don't have to do everything by yourself, my guy. You got a lot of talent out there. You got a lot of talented players out there. Let them help help you out there. And Arizona is going to be in really, really good shape. Again, just a very, very reassuring performance there. I know some people were bored by it. I don't care because we've seen a lot of bad football over the years. And I think the one thing is when you can see guys who are talented, you want to be able to make that you want to be able to you want to be able to continue to see that to fruition right there and not only were you able to see that through fruition right there you were able to see a unit you were able to see a group a bunch of players who I think just kind of got it and not only did they kind of get it um this is a talented squad that Jed Fish has put together and again when Jed Fish took over and again I'm just going to keep saying this but when Jed Fish took over he said You know, nobody will out-recruit us. We know what we have to do here. And so far, they've been able to do just that. All right. Now, now, now. Something else that you don't want to, that also that speaks for itself right here. Let's find this. Let's find this right here in the overlays. But first, all right, Athletic Brewing. All right. Check it out. Athleticbrewing.com. Use code LOCKEDON for 15% off your first order. This is the the beer beer. Without the alcohol in it, the taste great. And again, there's a reason there's an athletic factor in there. A lot of different people have tried it. There's a reason that so many people are and that they're advertising with us. Because again, keep in mind, these are some big time people out here. And athletic brewing is all over. You watch on commercials, you watch on the radio. It's because people like just having kind of being able to sit down with the ambiance of having that uh, athletic brewing right there or that athletic brew. And you know what? You don't have to worry about the headache the next day and all of that stuff. So, again, use code LOCKEDON for 15% off your first order, athleticbrewing.com. All right. Come back with us, and we're going to talk now about the running back stable and what this means for the University of Arizona because there's a lot to like about this running back stable. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Jonah Coleman. Jonah Coleman. All right. Uh, I'll be all, my good buddy, Jason Shear and I were curious about Jonah Coleman before the year. Is he going to be kind of that workout warrior that you wonder, eh, all right, he looks really good, but you know, he' not that good on the field. We've seen that before. Keep in mind, Chris Henry, those days, we remember those days very well around here. Jonah Coleman's not that guy. Jonah Coleman is actually very very good. And not only is Jonah Coleman very good, there is a an explosion factor to him that he did not have last year. And I think a big part of that is probably that he was uh I think it's fair to say was probably a little bit a little bit overweight. I mean, not overweight per se and that he was fat. He was just really really bulked up during that COVID year and came in and they kind of had to reproportion it but right now he's 58 220 and you watch how he moves, you watch how he runs, he bulldozes guys over. He's just a good football player and not only is he a good football player, he continues to grow. He's another player that you you look at what Tyler Owens has been able to do and you can just tell that. Yeah. Yeah. He gets it. Jonah Coleman gets this one as well and um Again, Michael Wiley, I get, is always going to be the dude while he's here, and I think he'll be in the NFL next year. But Joe, but that year, next year with Jonah Coleman, Jonah Coleman's going to be a problem, ladies and gentlemen. And he also kind of has the feeling of being that bell cow type that will get stronger as the game goes on. You start giving him 10 carries to 12 carries to 15 carries, and he just continues to go bro- running guys over, it's exciting to think about what Jonah Coleman's going to be able to do here from an Arizona perspective because honestly, um, he is. Uh, you could see why he was rated so highly coming out of high school, and um, he's going to have other players around him, so he's not going to have to do it all himself. He's also got a really, really good offensive line in front of him as well, and then you obviously got DJ Williams as well, and then our guy Sean Speedy Luke, fam 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 we like fam a great deal on this show fam got some more touches we need to continue to see fam get more touches i don't and again we've been saying this i want him returning kicks i don't want him just back. i don't want him just in the backfield jacob Cowing does a lot of great stuff for you out there you don't need him fair catching stuff let somebody else do that right there besides Cowing, i think is too important to this team you don't want to have to worry about things like that but overall though Um, I know a lot of people were upset. They said, oh, it's boring. I don't care. That meant nothing to me that this game was boring. As a matter of fact, I couldn't possibly care less. I was excited by what I saw because I saw a unit out there of players that were just more talented than we're used to seeing around here. Not only more talented, but also the players who... Um, we're going together uh, and you can just see what Jed Fish's vision is right there. So from the defense to JDL to uh, the running back stable, there's a lot of good stuff. You got Stanford coming in. I are, excuse me, us, uh, you're tra- uh, traveling away to Stanford, I expect Arizona to smash Stanford. Um, I think Stanford stinks. ASU stinks. There's four wins. We're going to talk about the, uh, the ways to get to a uh, bowl eligibility, but, overall though this is uh this is the arizona football that i think jed or that so many people wanted to see when jed fish took over and the jed fish promised again he inherited as big a mess as you could possibly inherit and he's continued to show what arizona what he can do and again you go from one win that first year then you get to five wins can you get to six or seven wins um i think that's the question but as always, though, just a uh, just great stuff all the way around. We're going to talk about in depth about the defense and about the uh, um, and about the just kind of the depth that this team has that they haven't had in the past. And I think what is so exciting about that. But as always, always really appreciate you all making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. Got to you a little bit late today, but we'll be back with you early tomorrow tomorrow. And thanks a ton. You've been listening to Lockdown Wildcats. We'll be with you tomorrow.